What's up, everyone? My name is Liam, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Today, we are joined by Eddie from the band Aurora Borealis, which is a American black metal band that's been around since around the mid-1990s. So without further introduction, welcome to the show, Eddie. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It's pretty cool to, uh, to chat a little bit today. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for saying yes to me, actually. But yeah, just to get this show going, uh, tell me about yourself. What is your story? So, uh, yeah, what is my story? <laughs> Basically, uh, I'm a musician, as you know. I've always been uh, passionate about music since I, since I was a kid. Um, specifically, you know, rock and metal music. Uh, I, I owe a lot of that to my parents because... Be, uh, being a child growing up with them, like my dad was a hardcore Black Sabbath fan. My mom was really into Led Zeppelin. There was this always good rock and roll playing in my household. So it was just a matter of time for me to decide to pick up an instrument. And um, I always felt like it was just a natural like calling, you know. Um, and um, the reason I chose bass was because the first like instrument I felt in my body was like drums. Like I probably wanted to be more of a drummer as a kid, but uh, the fact that like a friend of mine down the street was already playing drums and like two of my friends were already playing guitar. I, I honed in my focus and was like, let's just be the best fucking bass player I can be and just take off with this instrument. So, um, and it, and the reason I say drums is because the bass is sort of, like the string version of the drums, you know, in, in my, in my perspective, like the slapping, the, the plucking, it's, it's percussive. It's like a lot. So I've always been uh, really focused on bass guitar. I love playing guitar as well. And um, yeah, man, I mean, ever since I was 12 years old, I was playing bass guitar. So I was in and out of bands and uh, a couple of like metal core bands that sounded like, Lamb of God or Kill Switch Engage, um, even like Parkway Drive, yeah, I guess. And then um, playing in other bands after that. And then it's just a matter of time where pursuing your passion and craft really pays off. You get to, you feel like a professional, you start presenting yourself to the other professionals and uh, end up getting this really insane opportunity with Aurora Borealis. So really happy to be a part of, of their band. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I, I saw that um, you had joined them in 2021, was it? I think. Yeah, it was like a, about a year ago. Almost a year ago is when I recorded the new album with them. So um, I guess you could say that, yeah. I, like, I was like kind of inducted a little before then just to like learn the album and like create my own parts for it. So it's been a nice process because... Ron is really uh, professional and like on point with his ideas structure and he knows what he wants. Um, but he also gave me creative freedom. So it was a really good, like uh, work dynamic. Yeah. I mean like Aurora Borealis, honestly, just from checking them out, I really cannot say that I have a favorite song or a favorite album because it's just, in my opinion, their music's kind of like all over the place, but also it keeps like the it, it has that original like black metal sound to it too, and that's what I really like about it. 
you know black metal isn't like totally. my preferred genre of metal but it's definitely like i've i've heard like mayhem and bands like that and it's like black metal just it, it's unique this band is very unique in my opinion and oh yeah man you know, thanks you you it's seem truthful. like a very good fit for it too thanks bro yeah truthfully like i grew up um more of like a, a progressive metal fan like my favorite band growing up was tool and um justin chancellor really inspired me on the bass to do to create like just like really like odd time signature bass lines and when i get that grooving with the drummer it's like that's my bread and butter right there so right um as like you get older you get to all these other bands in a different genres like that kind of turned into like my passion for like technical metal when i was in high school and i always wanted to be in like a really intense band like an extreme metal band so the thing i love about aurora is that it's not just black metal and it's just not it's not just like thrash or death metal it's like a mix of like thrash technical black death and so like it just sounds badass you know what i mean that's one of my favorite things about it it's like yeah it has that vocal sound of black metal but also at the same time it like the instrumentals i think for a lot of bands is what really hooks me and i i mean i'm a very instrumental person and just listening to them i mean there's such a variety of instrumental types in it though and i really that's one of my favorite things about that band oh yeah dude thanks i mean i'm like fortunate to have the opportunity and um it's definitely the biggest band I've been a part of, which is like super cool. You know, like it's been a dream of mine to just be a part of something uh, like this. And um, I just try my best to like earn my spot and work really hard at, at my bass playing so that it like, so that it shows like in the record or to other people like watching me play it. Yeah. I mean, like it's, Honestly, I haven't really heard any of your playing, not to like be mean to you or offensive. That's okay. <laughs> I, you you had told me before you had a YouTube channel, but I I honestly didn't know that until you told me. Yeah, it's all good, man. Um, it's like one video from like five years ago. I covered uh, this really crazy song by Obscura. I don't know if you know them, but they're like a technical metal band from uh, Germany. And um, I think I, I've I've heard the name before, but I I'm not familiar with the music though. Yeah, they're sick, dude. They're, like, all over the place. The fucking just crazy fast, like, technical metal riffage and shit like that. So that's my only YouTube video, but it helped me all these years, like, show people what I'm capable of, I guess. Even though right. it's, like, not so recent, they could see, oh, this dude is, like, really into, like, challenging material. He could probably pull off, like, what this band is trying to create. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, what other types of metal bands have you been in, like, genre wise of the various million different types of metal there is that i've like been a part of yeah um <clears throat> when i was a sophomore in high school um i was the youngest member of my band everyone else was like i guess just graduated high school it was like my cousin's band with his friends so it was cool because that was like a metalcore band you know like in like 2012 to like 2015 so they were really inspired by like the kind of bands like Parkway Drive and like Kill Switch Engage and stuff like that. Um, and that was like a lot of fun because that was my first taste of like the live show setting. 
and like how I wanted to move around on stage for the crowd and like be composed with my playing and just be like, a just experience all that. So that was a good, that was a fun time, man. That was like, I was young, I was in a band, it was kick-ass. And like I said, it was kind of like more like metalcore, which is all good. Like I like all genres that's hard rock and heavy metal, honestly. So it was a good time. And uh, honestly, honestly, same here. I mean, metal yeah. in itself, metal and rock in itself are very, yeah, the very, it's a very beautiful art, I guess you could call it. Oh, dude, it's amazing. I mean, like without it, I, just, I truly don't know who I would be. So that was a fun time, man. It was that, uh, that band was called As Glory Fades. We only, we were about to record an album and then some things happened where like our singer like became a dentist, like we were all working different jobs. <laughs> so it was pretty interesting. Uh, but the shows we played were amazing. Like we played some pretty big venues and the, the band right after that was called From the Depths. They've been around for longer in New Jersey. Same thing, kind of metalcore sounding. They, they kind of did a little more like gent stuff lately, even though I don't really use the word gent to be honest with you, but like a lot of people understand like what you're saying if you say gent. So <laughs> that was, they kind of turned that way. That was a fun band to be in. I really enjoyed that. And then um, after that was a couple bands that like weren't nearly as big, but just like fun, you know, as a musician, you want to play with people and have a good time. Like, you get better with the more people you play with because you, you develop more of a mindset to like expand your horizons. Right. And um, so right before, um, right before COVID ever happened, like the first ever like lockdown or whatever in um, 2019 or 2020. I think it was 2020. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, it was 2020. It was like March. It was like, uh, it was like April of 2020, I believe, because, I was in a band called Black Satellite and they're still around. They're kicking ass. They're like doing lots of tours. Like they've opened up for like um, so many bands. I can't even think right now, like, like cold. And uh, they're doing this tour uh, soon with um, uh, drowning pool. And um, that's the tour. Yeah. That's the, that's the tour I briefly mentioned earlier where, um, they reached out to me to see if I could fill in because their bassist can't make it. So I'm really hoping I could do that because that'd be so kick-ass. Um, but anyway, I was a part of that. I was about to be a part of that band full-time um, uh, right before COVID happened. And that was a great experience, man. We we went out to Texas to rehearse in this huge facility called uh, Studios at Fisher. And... Um, I have nothing but great things to say about those people. They are freaking awesome. They had this huge facility for us to rehearse on stage with lighting and effects. And like, it was just like that, that experience made you feel like a true rock star, which is pretty cool. And we were getting prepared right. to like, we were getting prepared to do this whole tour. And then that's when the first lockdown happened. COVID was like, really in effect and we were like fuck like what do we do so we we did what we had to do which was go home and just figure out what the world was doing so right. uh you know the whole music industry really took a blow uh, like a gut punch when that happened so uh yeah like nothing but good things to say about that, that experience and those people it was just unfortunate we all had to kind of fly home and uh, deal with like the lockdown and like our job situation 
And, um, yeah, man. I mean, right after that, I was like, I was working these jobs. I wasn't really in a band for a while until I found Aurora. Um, so it just kind of, it was like one after another, you know, like getting experience with bands and people and playing shows and like being in set at studio sessions. And then you kind of like, you, you develop a, an idea for like who you want to be, who you want, who you want to be with, you know? Right. I mean, like going back to the subject of like lockdown and like music and like the live shows and stuff, honestly, I mean, for all bands of all sizes, I mean, when live shows got, you know, canceled and cut off because of restrictions, I mean, you definitely saw the impact not only in the community, but also just you see how the how much the bands didn't like it because they're like, we want to like, you know, perform with the people that we, you know, basically make music for. And it's like, we can't do that. Exactly. And, yeah, man, it sucked. Like, especially for someone like me who was like buying tickets to concerts, like at least like three times a month, like if not more, <laughs> like more or less. Like I'd always be going to shows, and then it was just, like taken from me. I'm like, wow, this is really like some crazy times we're living in, and I just could not wait for that to kind of come back into play. Right, and I mean like. I mean, obviously, you know, I don't think you've really done any live shows since COVID ended, or have you? I've yeah, been, no, I haven't played a show in a while. Yeah, last time I was, like, in front of a crowd. I mean, it was it's funny to, to, to put in perspective, like, the kinds of shows I played before COVID, and then I played, like, different types of shows since then. Uh, like, I played a yacht club <laughs> with my friend's band, like... Uh, and it, it was sounds random. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, it's totally random. And it was just like a fun, like rock and roll setting, you know, like stuff right. like that. Like I played like open mic nights and stuff. That's not really like major shows with metal bands, but it's still fun to like keep active and like groove out on stage and have a good time with the crowd, you know. Even if right. it was solo, like I did lots of solo bass stuff, like just kind of like go up there with my bass, my pedal board, and like just do some like random improvisational type like bass playing and had a good right. time. Honestly, I mean like you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess, if that makes sense. I mean you know, in this time of age, I mean you see like you see bands obviously going back on the road and I mean you see bands like Slipknot who are taking great advantage of, you know, the fact that they've been able to go tour again. And I mean, those guys have been touring nonstop since restrictions stopped. Like I don't understand how they're keeping up with it, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, when you're like, like that big, you really have a, you have a big budget pretty much, <laughs> you know, like you're able to spend and make a lot of income by your, your fan base is freaking huge. And like, you're getting right. like re really nice venues ac across the country. Everyone's buying your, your merch. Like, even if you're getting streams on Spotify, like people are still buying albums, like, to a degree, right. you know, it's all about the fans, really. Like, if fans, if fans didn't give a shit about the bands they were into, like the bands wouldn't uh, have anywhere to go, or like, you know, like they wouldn't really exist. I guess it's like they wouldn't have a way yeah. to go out there. I guess exactly. Like, it's one thing if you're a local band just doing it for fun and like pleasing a crowd and like you know your friends are there your family's there like i've lived that growing up that was awesome but 
now when you you take it up a notch and you want to like start doing tours you want to play with like some bigger names uh it definitely takes more footwork but like the reward is amazing it's like now we're on this record label now we got like people like really interested in like the artwork and like can't wait to hear what the songs are going to be like on this record like that's a really good feeling man right i mean i mean it's um something i'm something how phrases but uh what kind of like i guess play style i guess should like should we expect on the Royal borealis album like i know you said like they're all over the place and that you know sometimes it's more like thrashy other times it's other types i can't remember exactly but yeah right yeah the best way i'd like to describe the genre for the band is like we definitely have a big black metal following but it's more than that it's kind of like black metal meets thrash meets technical death metal so there's lots of melodic parts there's also lots of like fast riffage um there's some like slow like creepy uh like kind of like i don't know like dark parts you know it's like theatrical music in my opinion it's like when you watch a horror movie you're trying to get scared you know or like you know you're gonna you're gonna get what you want by indulging in the album because you know it's like intense metal music you know and the the vocals themselves are definitely black metal so people have their opinions on that like i think it just bronze vocals make it like so awesome the way it's on top of of the music itself right it's like my friend said something really funny he's like dude how does he make that sound with his voice he sounds like a freaking like skeleton or like like a drogger from like skyrim or something just my god (laughs) that reference though yeah you know like he sounds like a cryptic like dead person just like screaming and playing guitar it's like awesome but it sounds beautiful that's the thing (laughs) in my yeah that's one word to say for sure man it's definitely intense it's gonna i can't wait for people to hear it i had a great time uh recording it because uh i put myself into my playing so i was working with ron like with what he wanted and uh you know he allowed me to be myself and like show him my ideas and if we had to like tweak something or condense it to make it like fit the genre a little better then i just had i had no um like argument there i was just like yeah let's make this album like the best it, it could be you know I mean, like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like fine tuning it. Obviously, I mean your play style. I mean, is I mean, I would say like what you've told me. I mean, the play style. I guess, I guess, isn't like perfectly for the band. But then, obviously, like you know, you going in there just like playing for Ron, and it's like obviously, like the fine tuning is really what brings, I guess, the artwork together. And that's totally. what I really love about it, about that kind of stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that's funny that Ron says, too. He's like, you're not really, like, much of a black metal person, are you? And I'm like, well, truthfully, like, not necessarily, but I have, like, a huge respect for every subgenre in metal. So right. if, my, if my ideas sound a little too, like, progressive metal, like, or, like, too... Um, whatever you're, whatever it is that I play, you know, like 
I'll, I'll, I'll accommodate the band for what it needs most. I think that's what a bass player should do in general is like, we're here to make the, the low end sound as crispy as it could possibly be while also being like inventive and creative, like to do some yeah. fills where it's necessary and like have really good bass tone is important. So I think all that came together. I mean, like me, me personally being very like, I'm very observant about how music sounds. And I always can like, I always pick out things that a lot of other people don't when I listen mm. to music. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I kind of agree with you when you say that. And I mean, I feel like the bass guitar really brings out the back tone, I guess you could say of the guitar. I mean, obviously the guitar has its amazing sound, but then you have like this really like lower, like, step back to beat i guess which is the bass guitar and i mean it sounds phenomenal in my opinion i mean i love like totally. the blending of everything absolutely like, man. One, yeah. one of my biggest analogies i put on music is that like you know you obviously have guitar and then drums and then you have like i guess i don't know like and then you have like me and one of my friends were talking about this it was like a food analogy it's like you think of like biscuits and gravy i guess it's like the drums yeah. and the guitar like the biscuits and gravy but then it's like the bass guitar is like i don't know like the meat chunks i guess in the gravy yeah, and then like you the have steak. like the singer <laughs> and the singer is like the um the seasoning i guess yeah and it just all comes yeah. together in the end dude i like and that that's beautiful. a good one hell yeah i like that analogy a lot I, that's i think that way too I uh, I made something similar where I said it's kind of like a uh, a human body mm-hmm. because in my opinion, um, you know, as as human beings we have all these parts in our biology that make us work and function. So in my head, like the drums would be like the heartbeat because they're pumping blood throughout the whole body. Like if they yes. stop, like we're fucked, <laughs> you know. And they're keeping they're keeping good the rhythm, you know. Uh, and as a bass player, I would say that's kind of like being like the skeletal stru- structure because we're providing like structural structural capacity for the band. Like we're the, the foundation where the guitars are like the muscles and tendons, like always flexing, like doing crazy right. solos, you know, and being like really flashy at times. And uh, where the vocals would be like the brain because they're like relaying a message they're like speaking to the crowd, like, you know, poetically. I mean, I, I, I really actually like that analogy because it's like when, when you were explaining like the bass guitar, like how it's the bones. And I mean, I can kind of see it, how it's like, you know, the drum, like, like the you need strong the bones. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, like the drum is the heart, the drums are like the heart. And I mean, that really makes sense. And I mean, when you said that, I mean, even like I was thinking about when I listen to music and like when I listen, when I always listen to drums, it's always like I always hear like the bump, 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 bump. Like I hear like the bass yeah. tempo of it. And yeah. then you listen to the bass guitar where you use the analogy that it's the bones. And it's like, I really like that because it's like, I feel like the bass guitar get it like it in a way can tune in with the drums in a sense to where the exactly. guitar the regular guitar has its ability to i guess unify itself with that where i feel yeah, like yeah. The, bass, the bass guitar is like that transitional instrument i guess that makes it possible for everything to just blend oh dude yeah. for sure yeah like without the bass i feel like 
everything would sound like shit, honestly. You know, some people can't pick it out and hear it right away, which is fine. But you listen to like a, a song that doesn't have any bass at all or like a really weak or like, like low volume tone to it it's not going to sound nearly as good as a bass that has like a really ballsy like tone and structure, you know, like a skeleton, like skeletal structure. I definitely agree with that. I definitely do agree with that because it's like, I li- I've listened to stuff that's like just guitar and drums. And I mean, I always feel, I never click with that, you know, those, those, those like those bands because it's like, yeah, like the vocals are really cool. I really like those, but it's just something feels disconnected about the guitar and the drums. Where it's like, I feel like you need a bass guitar in every band. Oh, for sure, dude. Unless you're Animals as Leaders. I mean, that's a band. (laughs) Like, (laughs) two eight-string guitars and a drummer, like, with that extended range instrument, you create, you you know, you got Javier doing mostly, like, the bass, uh, like, uh, composition on on his low B-string. Yeah, I guess because the low and then the high. So, you know, it's like, they don't have a bass player, but he's running like a bass, more bassy kind of tone. And he's like, right. Making the guitar kind of sound like a bass and to a degree. I mean, I, I can definitely see how like the eight string kind of like those two extra strings compensate in a way, I guess it helps yeah. that reach that tone where it can, I guess, as I had said, like how the bass guitar unifies the drums to the guitar. Yeah. Right? I'm just, it, it has that feeling, I guess. Totally, man. Yeah, I mean, I love playing five-string bass. Uh, I don't really, I've never really um, spent a lot of time on a six-string bass, but I definitely would like to at some point. Um, I I just think, I just love music, man. Like, I would love to expand and keep on, like, seeing what I could do next, you know, like. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, knowing people that play guitar as well, I mean, like, I feel like it's the same thing with like a 12 string guitar. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's like every, it's like every guitar is a dream to be able to make a song with a 12 string, you know? And it's, I mean, I cannot imagine playing 12 fucking strings, dude. I mean, I can, <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. played cello, that's four strings and I've seen a five string cello, but I'm like, I can barely handle four strings sometimes. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, every instrument has its such a unique, uh, they're unique characteristics really you know like and it's a matter of like honing in what you're trying to get out of it and the amount of time spent on it you know like there's a saying like that all talent is is like a pursued interest and i sort of vibe with that because like if you're pursuing your interest in learning the guitar and you're consistent about it and you've got to awesome practice routine like you will get better like if you don't let if you don't let yourself down and like forget about it like you will see progress same thing with the gym same thing with eating right like everything is just like consistency you know yeah i mean i i kind of agree with that like time i guess time and practice makes perfect yeah and when people actually had a uh you go i had a no sorry about that yeah i had a um a guitar lesson not too long ago with this guy, uh, Ed Furman. He's amazing. Like seriously, like one of a kind. And he said, uh, I'll never forget. He says, perfect. He says, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. 
it's like if you're practicing something and you're like fucking it up and you're kind of like being uh not so disciplined about like your technique it'll get better over time but at like a way slower rate as compared to uh stopping when you're doing something um wrong i guess and like you know enhancing it right there in the moment and then like perfect practice makes perfect right so yeah i mean honestly that makes sense actually like perfect practice makes perfect i mean yeah really... if you practice something wrong you're gonna have to like figure it out later or down the line and like have more trouble right. correcting your technique or like correcting your thought pattern because you've been like trained a certain way for for years so if you could like discipline yourself to stop where you are and take a deep breath and like learn something perfectly and take it slow and then practice it at that rate perfectly it'll you'll see yourself just take off i definitely agree with that and that makes me really think of the phrase you know you can't teach a dog new trick old dog new tricks yeah <laughs> because it's like it's because it's like oh what if you're like someone that's been doing like guitar for 30 40 years and you've just you know you've done it so long the wrong way that it feels right and then yeah. it's like then someone's like mm -hmm. well if you do this it's kind of like you could do mm -hmm. this 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 and that so much better and you could play faster. yeah and that person's like, well, I've been doing it this way for so long. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> right. Like harder to change, you know? Yeah. It's definitely an interesting concept. Like I, I believe in that too. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's one thing my, my orchestra teacher when I like with cello and stuff, what he always comments on, if he even bothers to try to, to critique me, that's, I guess that's the right word. I'm trying to say, <laughs> I don't know how to English, man. It's whatever, but yeah, that's all good. like, like, I guess, like, obviously, you know, on instruments, there's obviously, like, certain, like, motions that are meant, you've meant supposed to do. And, I mean, I've never been able to understand, like, the bow handling stuff for, like, mm. those string instruments. It's, like, you have to, like, hold it like this, but obviously, like, more, you know, yeah. organized, where it's, like, I kind of, like, hold it like this kind of thing. And right, and you feel like, comfortable well, that way. Right, like I never understood, I never was able to grasp the concept of the original, of the actual good hand shape. So now I just play like this, and now I'm like, if I, I and every time I try to play it correctly, it's like I can't do it. But then it's like maybe practice would help me with that. But it's just like, yeah, I always yeah, notice that. It. Like I feel like I have more control if I were to do it right. But it's like I don't feel comfortable. It just hurts. <laughs> oh, it hurts my hands sometimes. You know. Oh, dude, trust me. I, I played stand-up bass in high school for a couple of years when I wasn't doing football. It was kind of funny. Like, I was, like, doing sports, but then I was, like, I, I wanted to be a band, too. And uh, I was doing the stand-up bass. Yeah. And my, my, my teacher would always yell at me because I wasn't using the bow. He's like, what does this word say? And I forget the word right now, but, like, it's not akata or something. It's, like, Stick I was, like, uh, no oh uh, yeah i forget that staccato might it's just like, like faster playing or whatever but anyway yeah. I, I was like you know i just want to i don't know man he was like it means play with the bow you got to use the bow for this section and i was like same thing you're saying dude it was like i got the hang of it but i wasn't having fun i was like i want to play electric bass and fucking use my fingers <laughs> and slap yeah here i am on the stand-up bass and i'm just like trying to pluck like a jazz player and uh, <laughs> neglect the bow play. <laughs> oh my God. That's, yeah. that's great to hear. Actually. It's <laughs> like, I love the electric. 
you know, electric like bass. And then Dude, yeah, like, I joined like, a jazz player, man. It's like Yeah. I joined thinking like <laughs> I could just use my Fender jazz bass and be like <laughs> you know, plug it into like a little his freaking heart key combo amp and just play some bass for the band, but it was cool learning the stand-up bass, honestly. I really liked that. It was fun as hell. Right. It, it definitely developed some like serious hand strength because the fretboard is definitely a different shape and fretless. So you had to really yeah, be composed. Like, I, 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 can, I can usually barely get my like my fingers around, <laughs> like all the way around those bass and necks. It's, it's yeah, really... Yeah, it's pretty big, dude. Yeah. I, that's why I couldn't play it. I just didn't have the body strength just to keep up with it. And that's why oh, yeah, takes... I... Like, I tried yeah. to transition to the stand-up bass, but then my teacher was like, no, you can't, your body is just, <laughs> you're not strong enough, man. So you just oh, slap me back on the cello. You Fuck, forced yeah, me back into like, it. Yo, who are you talking like, to, man? Shut your mouth. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was in sixth grade at the time, you know, trying to figure uh, out the stand-up bass, and I thought I was yeah. the shit, you know, just like, oh, I'm the best dude in the world. <laughs> yeah. like, no, get back to cello where you belong, man. And then yeah, I did, and ever since dude. I've just stuck with it. Yeah. Well, that's actually funny you mentioned that because, like, I kind of felt the same way from playing guitar and bass growing up where, like, I'm, like, a bigger dude, I guess. Like, you know, I'm, like, 6'3"-ish and, like, I've always been into sports and stuff. So, like, I got these bass playing hands, people would always tell me. So, like, they're really good for guitar, too. They're, they're like, yo, you should play strings for sure. And, um, you know, because some people have, like, yeah, yeah, and some people have, like, short, like, stubby fingers. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, like, if you're trying to be a guitarist, it's a little harder. You, you don't have, like, as big of, of a stretch, you know? Right. So I definitely picked up bass first because I love the, like, the meatiness of it, you know? It's a meaty instrument. Yeah. Like, you want to slap it. You want to pluck. Like, I use my fingers. I, I don't really – I like playing guitar, but – my picking technique is nowhere near as good as my fingers and thumb on the bass. So. Right. And I mean, like, that's why I like, that's why I think I've stuck with the cello so well is because I can get down in that really like deep gritty shit, but then also I can play really soft and melodic stuff. If I really wanted to. Mm, nice. It's, just, it's that variety. And I think that's what like, I think like also like the stand up bass too, like you had mentioned, like, you know, like you, you like, you obviously like, you're just like, plucking these like fat ass strings you know then you have yeah. like you just you like the electric bass because it's like yeah so as you said like has that meatier slappier kind of feeling to it yeah right i feel like all bases string bases in general i feel like anywhere from like you know the electric one to you know the stand-up one i mean it's they all have to me they all have that like meaty slappy yeah. kind of gritty feeling to it but totally man that's what that's what it's made for for sure like that thickness yeah. you know thick bottom end <laughs> i like it all around yeah man <laughs> it is nice to get some treble tones from a bass though too i think it sounds really pretty like because it that's what i love about bass is you could get you could thump around all you want on the low b and e strings um and you know once you like move higher up and you're playing the higher strings like it's got such a different kind of pristine tone to it that really sounds nice you know like I, I like doing a lot of solo bass stuff where it's mostly i'm just like fucking around on like the uh the d and g strings and it's like uh definitely tool inspired like justin chancellor right probably my favorite bass player growing up and like 
really celestial kind of sounds like with a delay pedal and like a wah pedal and just doing some like crazy melodies definitely i mean that's one thing i really love about the various guitar instruments you know and from like yeah. this guitar and even just regular guitar I, i've always just loved the sound of it and it's all the different various things you can do with it i mean with the, like distortion pedals and all kinds of fun shit yeah um, oh, even dude, like totally. the fact that like even like the fact that like string material can make a big difference too it's like you wouldn't imagine it would but it actually can that's definitely well wait you said like the string material you said yeah like the difference yeah. of, like metal or something that like, can be on the strings yeah i think that everything kind of has its own role you know like every player has their go-to like set of strings and uh companies that they like rely on so i think it's great man it's the same thing as anything like you drive a nissan your whole life and you're happy and satisfied like you're probably just going to keep on buying nissans you know like right uh until you want to try something new and you go out and get a freaking toyota or, or dodge like whatever the case may be like you're just like you know everyone has their own taste and what they want to right. use to create you know i definitely could say like usually i always notice that if i ever like use brands i guess at all not like for like i mean i mean for music purposes i don't really have a brand i mean if i were to go guitars i'd probably go like uh gibson or fender or something cool like, yeah, in my limited in my tones. limited in my limited experience i don't my favorite guitar of all time is the gibson explorer that's just nice. been my favorite guitar of all time i just yeah, love a cool the sound shape. of it nice dude it's definitely got a cool shape it's you know it's like pretty yeah. iconic for uh especially for like older rock and metal you know like there's tons of bands that use that guitar and uh, my friend has one actually rips it definitely a cool one yeah i have yeah. a fender uh telecaster so it's got a really nice tone to it I, I prefer the telecaster over the uh, stratocaster honestly um that's kind of like I an really you have know, a preference with fenders to be honest it's i honestly like i like a good majority of the guitars to a point where it's like i don't really have a preference with them I yeah. guess they just have that they have that like really really classic sound to it that i just i'm addicted to it's hell yeah no that's cool I, I i'm a strong believer like you should pursue the type of instrument that you want to like play your favorite style of music you know like i have this like i said the fender telecaster but it's got like such classic pickups the fender classic pickups that like i don't really play metal with it i play like classic rock and like blues stuff like yeah it's really great for just like classical like if you're just practicing your scales and stuff like that it's got it's such a pristine like really clear tone and um and then i have my charvel for you know tuned in d standard with the seymour duncan pickups and like that's my metal shred stick right there you know like right <laughs> it's definitely like uh it's a really interesting world out there like picking and choosing the type of instrument you want to play really makes a difference for yourself. Real. I mean, I seriously, like, I do like think that like, honestly, I feel like, like when you like, I guess do research, I guess, into like what you like on your instruments. I mean, obviously I think it comes with years and years of experience because it's like, 
Mm. And you like you yeah. like learn your instrument, I guess, and then also like experimenting with different parts and pieces. It really like you, dude. Absolutely, it helps you. To, it helps you discover that like perfect sound you want to hear. Hundred percent, man. I couldn't agree more. That's like a big part of how I progress with my playing is just like learning what kind of bases I I liked in my hands versus the ones I didn't really enjoy. And like after a while. Um, you know, like you said, with experience, you really just learn what your cup of tea is, like what kind of pickups you want, you want, what kind of neck shape you want, like everything all together really makes a difference. I definitely just, yeah. I mean, like as a, like as experimentation really does make a big difference to be honest. Yeah. Like, I mean, like my, I, I honestly have experimented with like electric cellos. That's like, those are some of the most expensive things you can buy, I guess, because, because yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's They're very unique. It. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you can't buy them in stores. That's the thing. You have to custom order them from the manufacturers because I guess it's yeah. just like no one buys them, I guess, because it's just, they're so yeah. like, hard, either hard to find or so sought after, I guess. Yeah. It's super weird. It's kind of like uh, like guitars, you know, piano, guitar. You yeah, know? like th- th- you're not really gonna find one of those like at Guitar Center or Sam Ash. Like you got to go online and find it somewhere. I mean, the only sucky thing about that though is like, I think for my limited like playing of electric cellos, I think like Yamahas and stuff are like my favorites. But nice. I mean, that's out of like limited playing because you just don't find them, and if you do, it's like. Either you're not allowed to play it because I guess it's just so pricey because, you know, Yamaha's, I think, for cellos at least, go from anywhere from like $1,800, $2,000 to like $8,000. Damn. That's yeah, like, that's and like, those are like, that's just like the only price range. I mean, you can't even find them for under $1,000 with good quality. Yeah, it's definitely a commitment, like doing research, finding what kind of uh, instrument you're going to purchase, you know. Right. And I mean, that's like one of the things I get paranoid about that because it's like the one reason, the only reason I haven't taken the next step to get an electric cello is because I'm afraid like, okay, what if I order this instrument and then it's not the one for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, like it just, it doesn't feel right, I guess. And you just can't play to your standards with it. I mean, you know, that's, I think that's kind of uh, like my fear. That's kind of my right. fear about going that's just step for it. I got you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever like heard of Sweetwater or like order anything from Sweetwater. You know that company? I think I've heard of it, but I never checked them out. They're based in uh, Indiana and uh, I've ordered a ton of instruments from them. Honestly, it's like you take a chance. Um, well, let me backtrack. They're the only company that I would trust over and over and over again with this type of uh, purchase because you have your, you have a sales representative that like has your back no matter what, like they'll text you and like ask you what you're looking for, like what you're looking for in your order. If everything turned out. Okay. Um, and there's also, there's also like a 30 day return policy. Like if within 30 days of having it, it's just not for you. You could return it in the box. It came in with no charge, no fee. So like you were just saying, if you found it on their website, and you decided to take a chance and you got it and then you didn't like it. Um, you could send it back in 30 days and be totally fine. Like you won't have a, any repercussions. Right. So, and they come in great condition, man. Like ordering a guitar, um, 
from a, from a company and getting it shipped to you is a little risky because, you know, you never know who's handling it in the truck or like what the insulation is like in the cardboard box that it's coming in to like have right. good health for the neck and the body. But Sweetwater really knows what they're doing. Um, and you'll get it in like this really nice packed box. It says like, don't open for 24 hours. So it can adjust the climate in your uh, environment. Otherwise, like opening it up too fast will like potentially like warp the neck a little bit, like based on the humidity or, you know, just shit like that. Like they're really about their clients. So I, I trust them over and over with guitars. Like I got like probably like, I honestly bought like five guitars from them, like over the past few years and they're phenomenal. It's like they're always in good, good condition. I'll definitely have to check them out and see what they have, what they have in store, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'll, def- I'll definitely, I'll definitely look into it. Hell yeah, bro. I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just like the way instruments are. I mean, it's obviously, you know, when you start buying several different instruments, because it's like, I guess a part of your living, I guess, having a variety of instruments, I guess it's in like, obviously in your same range, but yeah. Um, you know, just like figuring out, I guess, what you like. I don't know. I don't really know how to. Yeah. Play. Oh, dude, totally. Like collecting guitars is like definitely like not an inexpensive hobby. You're definitely gonna like spend money on like the things you want, but I think it's worth it in the end to like be surrounded by inspiration, like in your room, and like you use yeah. <laughs> you you use you use one for a different purpose, you know, like I got them all for their specific purpose and like they're in different tunings. Cause I like to experiment with like lots of different tunings. And, um, I think it's really like nice to do that. It's like being a painter and like only painting with one color. Like you don't want to do that. You know, you want to like expand your horizon a little bit. Exactly. And I mean, that's the one thing I've always loved about instruments is that, even though that like you can have three of the same instrument for some reason, all of them have different feelings and you could honestly somehow do completely different things with every single one. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I think I adore about instruments. It's just literally, yeah. like I said, it's like you could have like three of the same copied instruments in front of you, but all of them feel different. Right. It's, I don't know. It's an, it's a, it's a very interesting concept, I guess that, you know, people obviously that wouldn't, play an instrument obviously probably wouldn't understand but i mean once you oh, play yeah. an instrument for so many years i mean it's you get so picky over the smallest thing it's like <laughs> yeah man trust me i totally totally relate to that like what i i recorded uh the aurora record on my specter euro 5 lx and dude this bass is just like so fucking amazing like it it's my first Spectre bass that I've owned and the tone is just unbelievable and the, it plays so smooth and it's got such a, such a fucking badass tone and, and uh, feel to it that like it's, it's become like my favorite instrument I'd say right next to the Ibanez BTB that I own. Cause that has more right. of a sent- sentimental value to me, but that's a, it's an amazing bass. I mean, while we're on the topic of instruments, like, do you have a preferred, like, brand? Like, the brand that you typically will go to every single time? Dude, hell yeah. Like, 
um, kind of like what I'm saying is now I'm definitely like a Spectre bass player um, because of this one Spectre bass I own. It's phenomenal. Um, but truthfully, Ibanez makes outstanding bass guitars. I have uh, a five-string BTB and I have a four-string uh, SR. And they're both just like so like amazing. Um which is funny because, you know, a lot of people here at Ibanez, they just automatically think guitars because they have so many different guitar models. But the basses that Ibanez makes are just, like, so incredible. So I'm definitely, like, an Ibanez Spectre guy. Um, and outside of that, I've never played a Fadera, but those bass guitars are, like, really high-end and, like, just beautifully crafted. And uh, just recently I was talking to the CEO of that company, uh, potentially having getting a job with them and, and she reached back to me saying we'd love to keep in touch i'm like oh man please just like that would be yes. amazing <laughs> be able to sample a bunch of instruments type of thing you know yeah like artist relations or like something on the product line like whatever it is that's hands-on with the instruments would be so killer you know those I, are the bases i honestly, that, I honestly wish i could have that interaction with, with a brand honestly and yeah. I really want that one day because it's just I'm starting to get to that point where I'm not like as it's like I've mentioned earlier um, to you. It's like I'm at that point on my on my musical side of playing the, like the cello. It's like I'm about that point where it's like I'm not phenomenal at it to where I would go professional with it. But I'm also at that point where it's like I'm overly picky and really caring about what I play with. Mm-hmm. And it's like I really know what I'm looking for at times. And just what kind of like, I always say, I always am looking for like a certain type of tone, I guess. And just just looking for a certain type of sound. And I'm always looking for like a gritty, just chunky sound out of an instrument. That's, that's my preference. Sound like a bass player. You should definitely pick up a bass sometime. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'll definitely, I'll look into it. Yeah. A bunch of people, a bunch of my guitar friends always recommend bass. They always are like, we, they're always like, I'm going to go try out bass guitar. And then like a month later, they're always just like, I can't stop fucking playing it, man. It's It's fun, man. It's like, it's a lot of fun to play. Less frustrating than guitar, in my opinion. Like a lot of people get really overwhelmed with the guitar strings and how like tiny and intricate it could be and the technique you need to meet the string and pick, you know, I mean, I love doing it. I, I play guitar for fun and for my solo like material, but bass, dude, you can just like pick it up and fucking like slap the shit out of that it. That definitely sounds like something I could vibe with. Honestly, now I really want to try bass guitar because it's like four <laughs> strings. It's four strings, right? Yeah. Honestly, I love the concept of four strings. I think that's what really has made me keep with like the bow and string instruments is just it's yeah. That's I think like why guitar has never clicked for me. You know, right. obviously, I love this on a guitar. I'd love to play a Gibson Explorer. Honestly, yeah. I'd love to actually be able to play one in one day. I haven't played oh, one yet, but you yeah, know, you I've always wanted to try it. And yeah. I and now it's like now that you're talking to me about it, I'm like I definitely now kind of want to try the bass guitar. <laughs> yeah, man, what I can make with it. Yeah, for sure. All you need is four. You know, I always feel like like I don't know. I I feel like four strings is just such a manageable amount. I, I think six strings, I mean, kudos to you if you can play it like a six-string guitar, like a standard guitar. I mean, kudos to you if you can play it, but it's, I feel like four strings is just that magical number for me. Yeah, so, I, it's definitely, man. Like, I love playing five-string bass as well. 
Um, but when you play a four string, it's like, it's, it's really all you need. You know, I mean, it's manageable, can, I guess. Yeah. You have like, I could go on and on about it. Really. You have with four strings, you know, in standard tuning, you got E A D G. You can, you could have your boxes for your scales, uh, your octaves, like everything is just like perfectly condensed for you to play. Uh, without getting like overwhelming you know like you can go to the high register you can go to the low register you could practice your slapping and your thumb plucking technique before you add the fifth string on a fit on a five string bass like you should you know it's like playing a six string guitar before you play a seven string guitar you want to definitely right. start off with a four string bass before you pick up a five string bass my thing is it's like when I think about it, like, cause aren't six string basses a thing? I'm just uh, yeah, that. Oh. totally. I don't, I would not understand the difference between a six string bass and a six string guitar. I mean, obviously maybe it's the tone difference, but yeah. yeah and like, um, yeah, the tone, um, the whole instrument is really different because, uh, everything like it, it it's like, um, like a six string guitar is in standard tuning, like E, A, D, G, B, and E. Right. And uh, so a four string bass is E, A, D, G. When you add another string, you're adding an extra low string. So it becomes B. Then it's like B, E, A, D. I'm sorry, B, E, A, D, G. So when you play a six string bass, it's an extra low string and an extra high string. So it goes. Right. B E A D G B. So the difference is if you're playing a six string bass and a six string guitar, you have different notes on your strings. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Now that you think about it. No, I think yeah. About it. Yeah. Like, cause you're adding the extra strings. It's giving you a bigger window of notes to play, but, um, yeah. you know, like my lowest open note would be B. And your lowest note, open note would be E. You know what I mean? Right. So like an eight-string guitar would match a six-string bass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, kind of, I kind of see that. That is like B, A, D, G, B, E. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a mouthful, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. That's why it's like, it's like science, man. It's like there's all these like different fucking equations to put together to to get what you're looking for i think the it's the, i think the experimental aspect of music is what i think i find so fascinating because it's like you mm. can't I, in my opinion it's like you really don't understand like an instrument i guess until you experience it i guess like with oh, like yeah. like a five string cello or a six string bass it's kind of like you 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 don't really understand, I guess, the concept of it till you play it, I guess, or just like experience totally. it for yourself. So I mean, I'm that's why I'm asking so many questions about it because I've never really like gone in depth to really under, try to understand it. It's all good, man. I love talking about it. Yeah, it's totally totally fine by me, man. I'm just gonna stand up, change my uh, seat. It's all good. But yeah, I, I definitely enjoy. Uh, is the stuff I love talking about. So I have no problem uh, telling you, telling you what to think about that stuff, you know? <laughs> Definitely.
Um, what was your? Did you have like a specific person or band that inspired you to play like instruments and band? I mean, a bass, obviously. Yeah, you know, totally. You said, man. Par- you said your parents or whatever were musically inclined, but was there like an inspiration out there that really directed you to that? as well yeah dude for sure like uh like i mentioned as a kid having like a musical household was always amazing like i i i I can't i can't imagine my life without rock and roll and metal music um so for instance like my dad was really into black sabbath and kiss and judas priest and van halen and like just real like manly bands you know like he was a man's man and right. uh you know drink a beer smoke a cigarette play some fucking like <laughs> van, van halen and shit like that and right. uh you know so i was always around like guitar solos and like fast drums and shit like that my mm-hmm. mom was always in a led zeppelin uh eric clapton Jimi hendrix and uh like tool out of nowhere so like I'm always, I'm very grateful for how my childhood was because all that together created my like creativity from an early age, if that makes sense. So like, yeah, I I completely get it. You know? So like on my own time, I found Metallica on my own. I found the sword and like Lamb of God. And like, so growing up, like I just, I like found my own bands that way, you know, like Cliff Burton was my first bass inspiration for sure. Like he was the best bass player, hands down, gone way too soon. In my opinion, I feel like my, 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 my obsessive like passion for rock music, I think started with Guns N' Roses and ACDC. And then it kind of progressed and it kind of progressed into Metallica over time. And then eventually phased into like new metal, like that category. Yeah, and like that's kind of like that's kind of like where my heart's kind of resided with like Five Finger Death Punch and yeah, uh, let me think of some other like and like I know like they're very different, but like Slipknot also was like one of my first major metal bands, I guess you could say. I mean, yeah. obviously Metallica's metal, obviously, but just like out of like current day stuff, I mean, yeah, yeah, those two bands are just like I guess two of the first make major bands i discovered and i think after that i discovered drowning pool and lamb of god and a bunch of stuff like that i mean one thing i've always been obsessed with with all those bands is the guitar the guitar playing it's just so good man unique for sure like like yeah like i'm saying that was like childhood for me was learning those bands and acdc guns roses for sure like that's that definitely created a good foundation and then by the time i was in high school i was listening to like technical metal like i've i was i'm so uh involved with like uh like between the buried and me and uh huge and you know i mean i love bands like fallujah uh alluvial rivers of nile it's like one of my favorite bands of all time like entheos so like i i really dude i've been obsessed with music my, my whole life i just everything just I don't know what, what my life would be like without it, you know, honestly. 
Honestly, like, if I would have never discovered metal or any of that kind of stuff, I don't know who actually, like, I kind of agree with you. Like, I honestly wouldn't know without music. I don't know who I'd be. Personally. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feel a need to be, like, connected in the way, like, me and you are right now. It's like, I probably wouldn't be inclined to do that. Dude, for sure. There's, a, there's really, like, a, a metal family. Like, once you, once you know, like, you know, what it's all about, like, you realize people are really open and like, we're like the most connected people out there. Like, you know, exactly. Just the fact that you reached out to me to have me on your podcast. I was like, Oh dude, this, this kid is like interested. This guy's interested in my band and like wants me to be on the show. Like no doubt. I'm going to say yes. Like let's shoot the shit and hang out, you know, you know, see what happens, you know, just yeah, see where it goes, you know? Yeah. You know, like in the long run, it's, I think networking and creating friendships is like really important, you know? Definitely. And I mean, like all the people like I talk to on my, I, I want to talk to and stuff. It's like, I'm hoping that one day it leads to like a face to face interaction or something. Like, even if it's yeah. like not involving like the podcast or something like that, but just, you know, being friends with those people. Cause I mean, like one day, sure. like the day I probably connect with someone I idolize greatly. I mean, when that happens, I mean, Honestly, I mean, I'd be like, dude, I really want to try to be this dude's friend, you know? It's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to like, I'm not like that person to use someone for like who they are, but it's like, I just, I just want to, I just want to make friends with people that, you know, are similar to me. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about. Like, I can't tell you how many shows I've been to to enjoy a metal band and end up making like a bunch of friends just by being in the mosh pit with them or like you know, buying a beer next to them and talking about the set list and like, oh, you're from Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, I'm only 40 minute drive from here. Oh, we should link up, like get me on Instagram, follow my band. It turns into like a, a family, like, you know, most like 90% of the people I have on Facebook and Instagram are like musicians or like follow me because of they like the stuff I've been doing, I guess, or whatever. So I think it's cool. Oh, that, that they just find you at a metal show or something. They're just like, yeah man just like yeah (laughs) and it's like you randomly run into someone you haven't seen in like five years and you're just like holy shit dude it's been forever since i've seen you what's up man it's like yeah exactly yeah yeah no for real it's definitely it's definitely a fun time i I mean that's i honestly want interactions with that with people to be honest it's like Mm -hmm. you know i don't i mean obviously i want to be known for like my podcasting stuff but also it's like i would honestly love to be known for you know music stuff i do obviously i haven't really put in much out there at all but you know mm. eventually maybe one day you know someone could see my stuff and then randomly be like hey are you the guy that made this you know exactly man yeah and like i said it's kind of what uh what drove me to like be on with you you know it's like when you're acknowledged for doing something that you love like it's cool to have someone come out of nowhere on the internet and be like, yo, you want to be on my, my podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Like, fuck it. You know, right. yeah. have a good time, you know, just have a good time. Yeah. But yeah, I wish you luck with the podcast career. It's definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely for someone like you that like, likes to connect with people and have like conversation. Like mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. You can, you definitely can't do it and be like a shy person. You got to, like reach out and like talk to people. I think that's probably one of my, like one of the hardest things I've had to do. And it's just like, 
if I wanted to really want someone on my show, I really have to go that extra mile sometimes when you can't directly get into contact with them. It's like you can shoot all these like band singers or like guitar players all you want. You can shoot the messages like crazy. And it's like, yeah, nine out of 10 times, they're not even going to open it because like they probably already get so many direct messages anyway. And it's like, yeah. And I think like at times I feel like so many people probably get bombarded with that, that I don't even think they post like their PR rep or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I like to be very, uh, kind of like, uh, approachable, I guess. Like, although I'm in this, like this big band now and like we are on a record label, like that's a huge life accomplishment of mine. I'm so happy that's the case, but I don't feel like a celebrity. I don't feel like I'm like better than anyone. Like I have no problem like connecting with people no matter who they are, where they come from. I think that we're all just humans on this planet, like trying our best to do the things we want to be doing. So it's, it's super cool to like reach out and just, just talk to people, you know? I mean, I definitely like agree with that because it's like, to be honest, like if you really think about it, it's like these people that, you know, have millions and millions of people that follow them or, you know, mm-hmm. or people that have these massive followings for their music and people are just like, Oh my God, you're just such an amazing person. I mean, I'm not trying to blow that off, but in reality, I mean, they're people just like me and you. It's like they have a yeah. life. They have interests and things <laughs> they love. Exactly. And that's kind of one of the things I wanted to promote awareness of, I guess, with this is not only like I've made I've made the motto of it, motivate and inspire. I mean, that's kind of been my mo- my um, motto in a sense with this. But at the same right. time, I'm like, I kind of want to show everyone that like these people that we love and adore so much, it's like, they're just like me and you. We can have a casual conversation and have kind of our lives, you know? Oh, dude, for sure. Definitely. Like this one, it becomes a fine line between like fangirling over someone that like you've idolized for years, you know? Like I've definitely, right. I definitely have really cool stories about like hanging out with like uh, famous musicians or whatever that like I've idolized and being like 21 or, or 22 years old and being like, oh my god like this is kevin from the dillinger escape plan like i'm in his studio <laughs> like i'm about to shake his hand and just chill out all night with his friends like right like, you know when you're young like that you 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 it's like it's hard not to fangirl you're like I've been, I've been listening to you for years like now i'm shaking your hand you know right i mean i i would love to do that one day to be honest it's gonna like I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, for a few seconds, you're like, holy fucking shit. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know, like Corey Taylor like, or someone. Like, right. Uh, it's Corey Taylor. It's David Draymond yeah. from Disturbed type of shit. It's like, yeah, right. You know, and then a second, it's like you have a few words with them. And then it's like, in my opinion, I know, like, going like how I am, like, with like you or other people I've like interviewed, it's like some of them, it's like they're like, mutual friends to a community i'm with or something and it's like yeah but like they have such a following in that community but it's like and i'm like they're a fucking celebrity to me and then i put them on my show and it's like after like five or ten words it's like wait i'm relaxing this person's just like me you know yeah right just a human being yeah exactly you you really get to see that other side that most people like i guess shrug off of the person i guess it's like you really get the character yeah no, absolutely, man. Especially like uh, I've been to like a bunch of shows where like, um, especially in, in my area where like if I'm in Brooklyn seeing a show, like the venues really aren't like crazy big. So like when the bands are done, they typically like 
go grab a beer and like hang out at their merch table or like you'll see them outside smoking a cigarette and yeah. like if you walk past them or you walk up to buy merch like they're the ones running the table so like you could literally look at them in the eye and like shake their hand and be like dude i've been listening to you since high school and you're fucking amazing like not to be you know it's your job not to be a creepo be like but be like a man be like dude great fucking job thanks for enhancing my life throughout the years because i love your music exactly you know that's all you really got to say definitely i mean i really want to do that with someone i idolize to be honest just like walk up to them one day i mean obviously i have them on my show but like even if i yeah. can't just to walk up to them and be like dude you changed my fucking life you know you yeah you, you like helped me steer myself away from this and that and it's like yeah i really I, like it, i feel like it's like life-changing to do that you know big time man. Like it, it, it would like enhance the specialness of the music i guess like once you get to know the person it's like i would feel like it's one of those things where it's like oh you see a different side of the music after that because you're just like i know this person i see that they're that i see their pain now more than i did before yeah now then the music in a way turns into a story i guess about that person instead of you know it being a realization i guess of yourself mm -hmm. i don't know everyone no, perceives I see, music I see differently so no no yeah dude like for sure and like the internet and social media has changed all of that too like throughout the years where like i'm lucky to say that like some of my some of the dudes that i listen to for the years like follow me back you know like I'll have right. Instagram conversations with like some dudes from like Entheos or uh, like Fallujah and uh, like Rivers of Nile and like and like they'll like like my posts and like you know high school me would be like freaking the fuck out about that and like in a good exactly. way. Now I'm like, oh wow, like I take it like it's a cool connection to have. It's like you feel honored to be recognized by someone like that. Well, maybe even like, I mean, another example is like maybe even like a guy with like an Instagram account that has like, it's private. Like it's like someone like you idolize has like a private Instagram account, for example. Mm. I mean, I don't understand why, but it's like, then it's like you request to follow them and then the next day they accept it and you're just like, holy yeah. shit, he's letting yeah. me know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, like, definitely I'm, good feeling. I mean, my, my like moment, I guess, where I kind of like met someone, I didn't say I, I idolized the person, but it's like, it's Charlie Engine from Five Finger Death Punch. I mean, being one of the mm. first major metal bands of current day that I've like gotten into. And I mean, he's a newer yeah. member of the band, but it's still like a member of fucking Death Punch, man. It's like, yeah, yeah. Shit. And I mean, me right, and him, so sure. we, we really talk, we talk like every like once every like week or so. And it's like, it's fun. It's, I mean, I definitely was like, holy shit, look who it is at first. And then after a while, I kind of relaxed and I was like, ah, this dude, this dude's cool. It's like, he's no exactly. longer, I guess you could say, I, I would say he no longer has celebrity status with me. I mean, obviously, you know, he kind of, he does with like what he does, but you know, yeah. I just view him as a friend now. It's like, I don't think he's like some big guy that has, you know, it's higher than me. It's, me and him are equals in my eyes. It's really exactly. a nice feeling. Yeah. yeah, man. Most definitely. It's, I don't know. I mean, if even if, I mean, one day, like, I would love to meet, like, one of the guys from Metallica, man. That would be fucking dope. Oh, dude, yeah. There's definitely, uh, I feel like when you get to that level, it's like they're kind of, like, a little untouchable, you know? Like, they got, like, so much right. money and like fans that like 
they really put a lot of effort into like keeping boundaries with the uh, with people unless you like pay like 200 bucks for like a meet and greet or even more right. cause, like their tickets are like that much you know like you probably got to pay like 500 dollars for like a vip like meet and greet and you get like a picture with them in like five exactly. minutes of their time you know i mean i like, remember i remember for shows actually canceled i tried to go into a death punch show and I remember I'd bought the meet and greet package and obviously they don't offer anymore because of COVID, but like, mm. I don't think at least, but back then it's like the, it's like five, $600 per person just yeah. like to get a meet and greet. And it's like, obviously you get your own personal time with them, but it's like, holy mm. shit. It's like, you guys, you get to like pay to meet them. And it's like, yeah. And I think cool. like, like I'm doing that. I think, and, I think uh, it's like, so you go, you go. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. Like, uh, I'm doing that with Mastodon in September. Like, honestly, dude, like Mastodon is probably my favorite band of all time. Like just because of how they've impacted me. And I just right. love their riffage. I love their, and they're not even like technical death metal. Like they're definitely my favorite band of all time. And I saw that they're going on tour and September 9th, they'll be in my state. And they released, they announced a VIP meet and greet package. And I was just like, sold like i'm gonna yeah i'm going like i'm gonna shake their hands get a picture like i'm gonna ask brent to like choke me and like, <laughs> be, like, a funny, like, like a picture of me just ah, like there's a crazy face like it's gonna be a good time yes like, get a crazy photo it's like that it's just like you get to like be like holy shit i got choked by this person yeah um, right not not, not to leave, leaving the sus stuff out the window but like i know yeah yeah just being like... funny you know like <laughs> This, this motherfucker is like, you know, being like all crazy in the picture. And it's like, oh, this dude loves us. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> right. It's like, fuck you with love, I guess. I don't yeah, know. exactly. Oh, my God. That's I, one, time I met, one time I met someone at a show. Uh, it was like a Vans warp Tour or some, sh- some shit like that. And uh, uh, Amir was playing. I don't know if you know Amir. But um, they're like a... Or they're like a deathcore, I don't know, like hardcore band or something. And um, the lead singer is always like pretty violent on stage. And like he always gets the crowd moving, like big mosh pit and like just like crazy intensity. So uh, yeah. this one guy was meeting him. And he's like, I asked Frankie Palmieri to like put his hands around my throat and like pretend like he was choking me for the picture, but he wouldn't do it. He was saying that like it was going to cost him some like legal trouble. Or, like he didn't want that floating around the internet by any means. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks, dude. Like, I'm going to ask Brent Hines when I meet him, and he's probably going to say yes. <laughs> he's probably going to be like, yeah, dude. But fuck it, yeah. Fuck it, dude. It's like. Yeah, you know, hopefully. Um, imagine just, like, get a picture of, like, Corey with Corey Taylor and his, like, mask and shit, and just act like he's, like, grabbing you to beat your ass or something. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, fucking choke. That would be fucking shit. awesome. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, I'd be yeah. honestly, I think he's honestly my dream person to meet ever. Corey Taylor. Oh, yeah. I would love to he's do a, a podcast with him, but also at the same time, I'd love to just meet him face to fucking yeah. face, dude. He's a cool dude, honestly. Like, it's funny, uh, the people that run Loudwire and like Metal Injection uh, constantly like, share um, posts about him and his life. And like, everyone's right. like, enough with Corey Taylor or whatever. But uh, no, he's, he's a cool person. I definitely. I can never get enough of him, honestly. Yeah, he's cool guy. Every every time you see a new thing, it's just like, 
Oh, I have to fucking read this, dude. I mean, he's such a random but amazing character that it's just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can say you're getting tired of it, but honestly, I could read about him all day, to be honest. Hell yeah, man. That's cool, you know? Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm, I think. I mean, is there, uh, since we're talking about like music careers and people, uh, do you have an accomplishment in your career that, you know, you're most proud of? Um, so definitely this band Aurora Borealis, because like one of my life goals was to be on a record label. And now we, now we are, it was pretty cool. I mean, like he's had record labels release his previous albums. Um, And I never really quite knew how it worked. I just liked the sound of it. Like we're no longer like a, I'm not like in a local band, like fighting for some contest or whatever. Like I'm in a band that has pretty sweet following on the internet. And like now we're on Hammerheart records. So like, boom, you know, that's probably like my favorite accomplishment, like personally that I'm like in a band on a label. Right. Uh, and just the fact of how professional they are, like that's really cool. It's definitely my favorite accomplishment. And besides that, like the shows I've played before this band, like playing like a packed out show at Webster Hall in New York City and like uh, Starland Ballroom with another band that's in Jersey. And um, mm. like those are like big show settings. So like those were fucking awesome. Lots of crowd interaction, like lots of jumping around stage, having people like take pictures with you at the merch table. Right. It's like a really fun, like interaction. Um, so definitely like those memories are really great to reflect on. And, uh, like I said, this new band, Aurora Borealis, I'm just really happy to be a part of and, you know, everything involved, like everyone's like really busting their ass with like the artwork that's, that we just released for the album. And, uh, the record label like giving us reviews i think they're dropping a single on a uh, friday um so we did two music videos that aren't out yet we're gonna drop one in um september and then one in october and then the album comes out november 4th so before my birthday that'll be nice oh nice cool man yeah my birthday's on the 15th of november so nice. yeah, like, like it's gonna be my birthday album you know Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, the music videos were like, we put a lot of work into those. We rented out uh, Penhurst Insane Asylum in Pennsylvania for the Holy full shit. day. And we, we put all our equipment, equ- equipment in one of the rooms for one song. And then we were outside with like really crazy production for the second song. So that was like a big, long day, like pretty expensive, like, totally worth it when you're doing like professional type of production right so fucking killer i can't wait for those to be released i can't wait to see what people say about the album and just take it from there you know like definitely definitely you know in terms of accomplishments like this band has made me really happy so far you definitely seem very ecstatic and just overall very energetic about it and i really like that you know, Thanks, you know all, I mean, you see, you see a lot of people, obviously they're excited about it, but it's like, you just see people that like, they've probably done it enough times that they're just like, yeah, just another record, man. But you're just so, <laughs> you're just so excited and energetic. Yeah. Over it. That's beautiful. Oh yeah, man. Thanks. I think it's like, that's how it should be, you know, be happy with what you're doing. Some people in the industry, I mean, no matter where you go, you're going to meet like, like shitty people or whatever, but like, 
you know, in the music industry, there's definitely people that, yeah, man, you know, like, kind of like, you know, weird um, vibe about how they're presenting themselves. And I just like to keep it real, you know, like, um, we're all human. Uh, I'm just someone that loves playing music. And I got really lucky with uh, this opportunity, just jumped right on it, got accepted and gave it my all. And then it's like, boom, we're doing these music videos. Boom. Like now we're on this record label, you know, and everything's coming together and really happy about that. I mean, have you ever, like before this band, have you ever done music videos before ever? Um, not like to this degree because this was like really high production, like to our songs that are already recorded. Um, yeah. but I did, like I, what I mentioned briefly before the one YouTube video I have is just a video of me covering a song. So right. I could like send that to you after this, or, you know, you, you'll find it on my, it's like in my bio on my Instagram. Um, I'll probably look like, it, you know, yeah, like I said, it's like five years old. So like. I definitely look a little younger. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's fucking awesome song, like totally kick ass. And my buddies filming that were like doing the crazy, like camera techniques. Like it was really, really cool. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine the transition, you know, between, you know, doing yeah. local bands to a, a band that actually professionally like releases stuff. And yeah. Exactly. Assumingly making some decently good money off it too, you know? Yeah, it's pretty sweet, man. Like the whole, it's interesting how it all works, you know. Right. That. <laughs> I really, I really like sometimes hearing about the process, you know, of like music and, and all that, like professional development of music. I guess how you can call it. Yeah. And I always, I always like hearing from people about how, like, oh, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed that. And it's, especially someone like you who's decently i guess new to the professional scene of a bigish band which, yeah honestly like aurora borealis i mean just from what, like looking at the following and the music i mean i definitely could say they're a decently followed band hell yeah you know? dude. not gonna say like the biggest one in the world but i definitely could say that they do get the right. respect they deserve yeah man definitely. I, I mean, like obviously obviously all bands like that in my opinion deserve more respect because i honestly do think they deserve some more respect than they're given but as i as i said oh yeah no yeah i appreciate that i mean like they they were formed in 1995 that's the year i was born you know like oh <laughs> so like when i saw that i was like this is fucking funny as hell and like the music is kick-ass they already have this crazy following like i'll be the young i'll be the the young gun in the band like no problem because that's that's how I roll. Like, I have no problem working with any any age group. It's totally cool with me. And everyone exactly. and Ron Ron and Mark just kill their instruments. Like they're so fucking good. So I'm honored to just be chosen to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Definitely. I mean I definitely do think like this was a good opportunity for you, just from like from how you've talked about it. Like it definitely does feel like it was a good opportunity for you to advance, I guess. You not only your name, but also just like your product of like play, if that makes oh, sense. Oh hell yeah. Definitely, you know, like uh it's kinda like being like an actor, you know, like if you're like someone who's in an acting, you go to like you're doing theater in high school and college and like you're trying to really be like a professional actor in movies, like you're not gonna really wanna turn down like opportunities that come your way. Like even exactly. if it's not like 
your dream role, like you're still going to make progress by like committing to like achievements along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you'll probably meet people along the way that could get you farther, either farther on that scale, or they could see something like someone, like, I guess, as I said, like higher tier could see something in you that he doesn't see in the rest of the, of the people, I guess. Yeah. And it could move you yeah, along totally. like maybe one level higher. Yeah. You know, like I was saying before, like you treat yourself like a professional, like you carry forward with like good intentions and uh, like a hard work ethic and right. You know, that like becomes your, your aura that people pick up on. They're like, Oh, this dude like really cares about music and right. he works hard, you know, like we want him in and then you, you get the, your well-deserved spot. Definitely. I mean, obviously, I mean, I do, I do believe in like the idea that, you know, you get what you deserve, I guess. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, and I feel like work ethic does definitely take a part in that, you know, the harder yeah, you work, I feel like the, the rewards could be higher, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those For things sure, where it's like, if you keep working at it, you're going to, you're just going to, you're going to get the attention you deserve eventually, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to be uh, happy to be in this band. It's a cool, really cool experience. Right. I mean, definitely do think like I haven't heard. As I said, I haven't heard your piece of it yet, like instrumentally. But I'm definitely yeah. This new album. Oh yeah, man. Thanks. This this new album is like like as we know, uh, or as we mentioned, it's the it's the album that I'm on. You know, I, I joined right before recording it, so everything you hear in the catalog before this new album is not me, but it's cool how every album has its own tone and feel to it. Like all the songwriting on this one is definitely like, I'm not even saying this just because it's my playing, but it's my favorite album that we have because of the songwriting. Like I was like even that much more excited about being on it because the songs like really like grabbed me, you know? Removed you in a sense, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's definitely really, that's honestly something really cool to hear, to be honest, that, you know, the first, I guess you could say first record that you've professionally been a part of is your favorite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like not even just because it sounds like it's because I'm on it. It's just really because of uh, the songwriting, you know, like hearing it and like making my own parts to it it was like it really connected and it's really intense you know what i mean like it's super like heavy thrash black you know technical death metal which is it's like it's a lot you know it's like you want to listen to it and like go like lift heavy weights at the gym or like drive fast on the highway you know like exactly it's like uh i understand that if it's not everyone's cup of tea but right. if, if you're here listening to this podcast or you're like, see Aurora Borealis out there, it's like, you know what you're getting into. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I mean, I definitely do say that, like, you know, you get what you listen to, I guess, with it, I guess, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you get what you expect out of it. If you, yeah. if you have high expectations for it, at least I, be, I believe that you do get what you believe out yeah. of it. Every band out there has their own 
themes and topics and tones and instruments. I mean, like it's such an amazing world out there creativity wise. So, you know, like, right. Aurora Borealis and five finger death punch are like two completely different bands, but like they're both going to be on your playlist. Cause you're like a metal enjoyer you know so i mean i'd I'd call myself a metal a metal enthusiast in a way to be honest because i'm just like i listen to all types i mean i listen to anything from deathcore deathcore black metal new metal it's a loud variety yeah man it's how you gotta be it's gotta keep your options open honestly you know definitely keeping an open mind is always something i've enjoyed with music yeah you know, just i love how you, if you're open-minded about it you'll find everything that you could ever ask for sure but yeah i mean like definitely as i said it's aurora borealis is definitely one of those bands where you get what you expect out of it and it definitely is the times you know they're very unique in my opinion they're a very unique band and oh yeah they're, they're they're different than the I guess typical black metal band that they're labeled as. I mean, they're labeled as a black metal band, but to be honest, I feel like that's what it is, but more. Yeah. You know, I I don't totally. I feel like this element of uniqueness with it. You know, it's. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's like kind of what drove me to become a part of it more. You know, like if it was if it was just like a plain, um, almost like I don't know, like generic just black metal band i probably wouldn't be so interested in it but the fact that ron does a lot of his writing with melodies and riffage and like just good songwriting like in in terms of technical metal aspects like that's what hooked me you know like the song he sent me to audition for was so like crazy and like big with its parts and i was like oh dude i can't say no to this i get i definitely got to give this a shot and try it out right yeah yeah you're definitely gonna like it man there's lots of lots of different songs on it like no two songs are like really the same definitely just by how you're describing it it's making me perk up and smile a little bit it's making me more excited as you're describing them to me i'm (laughs) yes yeah wait for this hell yeah dude be ready for the uh yeah, dude. Be ready for the uh, music videos because you'll get a better taste for like what it's going to be like, and you'll see the production of it all. It's really cool. Definitely. I mean, I I cannot wait for the music videos. I love music videos and how creative they are. A lot yeah, of times, dude. bands. It's the way you're describing it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. To be honest. Fuck yeah, dude! Absolutely. Just to hear more about this band, honestly, has inspired me to listen to it more and do more investigation on it. Cool. Yeah, happy to hear yeah. that, man. It's like being in a band, you want to promote it. You want people to be excited about it. You want to like sell t shirts, you know. I could like uh maybe send me your address, like um I could I could sell you a shirt, like right. I'm not trying to just give them out. I mean, work out a special deal for you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh, like a t shirt, they're pretty cool. Um, when we when we do release the album, there's gonna be like vinyls and digipacks and like definitely gonna buy a CD if there is. Yeah, um, man, there'll be some like definitely. shit like that. So I have a CD collection, fun. man. I definitely am. Exp- I can't nice. wait for the Slipknot album, the new Slipknot album, Death Punch album. I already ordered yeah. CDs and vinyls for both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool, that's dope. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. As cool, uh, yeah. yeah, just to close this out though, um, you know, new album from Aurora Borealis on November fourth. You know, look forward to it. There's some new music coming for them, and uh, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say to close this <laughs> out. To be honest, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, just for anyone like watching or listening to this, I appreciate the time. Uh, it's really cool to be invited on your show. I know like you're, you're an aspiring, uh, podcast host. So all the, uh, best wishes to you, my man. And, uh, just thanks for having me on. It's cool to like, just shoot the shit and kind of express music, creativity, never giving up on yourself and like, just living on and um, making good connections. So you could like experience stuff like this and, uh, and, and, you know, whoever is listening to uh, it'd be great to hear what you think about the album and, you know, freaking jam out, <laughs> just enjoy the music and, 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 you know, headbang, bro. Right. I mean, those are honestly some inspiring words that you kind of said, you know, just, you know, <laughs> don't give up type of thing, you know? Yeah. It's beautiful. But, Thanks, um, you know, something I'd say I want to take away from this is, uh, just not to give up on your dreams. I mean, you're a pure example of that. You know, you, mm. you were in all your local bands for the longest time. And look at you now, you have one of your, you have your first professional gig per se. It's, Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> definitely could say, uh, don't give up on your dreams. And that is definitely something I can, take away and i hope everyone else takes that away as well um much appreciated um i would say you know when everyone sees this i just like to say um go check out aurora borealis check something out that may be new to you um, and just don't give up on your dreams yeah and that's a very good way to close this i like that yeah. yeah keep your eyes peeled for the album and the music videos all coming out soon well, thank you for being on my show. Thank you for giving me your very valuable time. Um, I just, I have nothing else to say. Oh, so thank you for you. Yeah. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. I've, I really have nothing else to say right now besides um, thank you. Thank and you. I've had a enough time of my life recording this, to be honest. Yeah. The cool, dude. The, this conversation was probably one of my most relatable ones, I think in a music standpoint that I've ever had with someone. Nice. Um, and that makes yeah, me happy too. Cause it's like a good, it's, you know, it's an impact. It's like, you know, it's, that's awesome to hear, man. I'm here to have a nice approachable conversation. So that, that makes me feel good too. Yeah. Um, just, um, everybody is listening to this. Um, all I got to say is go do something nice for someone. Go try to find a band that you've never listened to before. I mean, I probably can assume a bunch of you guys probably haven't heard of Aurora Borealis, so go fucking check them out on Spotify or whatever streaming platform you decide to do it listen now. to it on. You know, do it. Yeah. We command you, Satan commands you. <laughs> but yeah, yes. um it was a pleasure and I've had the time of my life recording this podcast and awesome. thank you again Thanks. for being spending the time here with me today. Welcome, dude. Yeah. This is uh, Liam. See, talk to you soon, man. But yeah, this is Liam from the Full Circle Podcast signing off.